Hello, and welcome to the Salcast on Easter Sunday, the 21st of April, 2019. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Robert Kemp. Bolsey. And remotely this time, Zachary Burgess. In dramatic low quality. <laughs> you're not too bad, but you're, you're a little bit bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's quite accurate. That's, that's the description of you, I think. It's like, not too bad, just a little bit bad. <laughs> just a little. On your business card. Just a tad. Yeah. <laughs> you need to print out some business cards. I'd like to see those. Well, they'd just be like a a brick. A brick. A brick. 3D printed. Not, yeah, not, not, not cards. Business bricks. <laughs> business bricks. And you just leave it. You <laughs> put it on the desk. You're like, what's this? Oh, it's Zach's business brick. You're, you'll remember him. For sure. Yeah. Someone walks in and just dumps a brick on your desk. Would you have a full-size brick or like a little miniature brick? But it would be... Depends how expensive you wanted to go with your 3D printing, I guess. Well, it might be... Yeah, if you're going to 3D print... Oh, well, I mean, you're going to carve your name into this 3D printed brick. Is that... Or is there nothing at all? Does it just say, like like your old Collision Software logo? Does it just have Zeg on the side? <laughs> could do. I mean, you could print it like that. You wouldn't have to carve it. <laughs> That'd be part yeah. of the model. But would it be cheaper to get actual bricks yeah, and like, I'm wondering. carve into them like with a CNC machine? It'd <laughs> be, be a lot cheaper, I reckon. Yeah, than trying to th- print up individual bricks. Mm. Yeah, and the printed the ones would have to be for small, for small like business card sized bricks. But and then like you, because you could print text relatively small into them, yeah, into like the bottom maybe. So you could just leave the brick with the text on the bottom and people be like, what the fuck is this? And they would have your details on the bottom. See? On the bottom. Oh, so <laughs> they, might not, they might not see because it's a brick. And, you know, who turns over a brick? Don't I think if you just found a miniature shape, brick like... on your desk, you'd probably pick it up and look at it. Oh, we're talking miniature bricks. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. I, have, I, like... I was still on the full-size brick bricks. But even then, don't they have like a little wedge gap underneath to put the mortar in or whatever? It's on the top, flat. It? Depends. Oh, is that on the top? Oh, yeah, it's the top, isn't it? I guess yeah, that's yeah. the top. Yeah, yeah, it would make sense to have it on the top. So they flat on the bottom then, bricks. <laughs> How recently have you seen an actual brick? <laughs> that's Well, I've seen them everywhere, but they're all... Yeah, not as, like a wild brick. <laughs> yeah, a wild brick. Free-roaming brick, yeah. And this is the baby one we're talking about, baby bricks. The bit like that are uh, business card-sized. You, you just get a Lego brick or something and carve something into it, or... Yeah, but that's not like weighty enough, is it? Like a plastic Lego brick? Maybe it is. I don't know. It'd be convenient if all CVs were just Lego bricks thrown away, because then you could just build up your pile <laughs> of preferred <laughs> candidates into a little wall of preferred yeah. candidates. <laughs> yeah. This is my interview wall. These are the rejected pile <laughs> or wall. It's a very neatly constructed rejection pile. Hmm. So this is a bit of a weird setup. Me and Rob are in the same room, and mm. you are remote, Zeg. This is like, it's usually me remote. What's going on? What did you do? I didn't do nothing. That's the problem, really. <laughs> I just randomly got sprained somehow. Oh, and it no. wasn't even like the usual way that it happens, where I suddenly get sprained. This time, I was like, earlier in the week, I was like, oh, I can, it feels kind of like something's going to happen. And then eventually it did, which was annoying. When you know it's coming, and you're like, I'm trying so hard not to do anything that will cause this to strain, but then it still did. Ah, oh, Were you like, so did you overreact and stop walking and exercising and doing anything that you need to do? Well, that's like the trouble with this kind of thing, is just like you don't know whether you're meant to like 
do something to like work it out or leave it and be like be as still as possible which is better who knows i know I mean, <laughs> is, it, is it muscular or nervous or you said sprain so it's i'm assuming oh. it's a sprain it feels well, i don't know this one feels kind of different because of... it's not like normally it's sort of constant when i like the what kind that i get in the shoulders is like right. a constant feeling but this one like spikes so this one feels slightly different yeah, I was about to ask, like, is it more, like, tight, I suppose? Well, that, that would be a, a sort of sprainy sort of feeling, I guess, when it's a bit, when it's that little bit sharp, a little bit certain angles make it go, ooh, yeah. um, rather than a dull ache. You're, yeah, that's probably the do-nothing side of the industry, uh, injury. I would <laughs> the guess. The industry. In the industry, industry. Yeah. <laughs> classic, <laughs> classic term <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Definitely the pain industry. That's what we... Uh, Dealing. Oral pain. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But the other spelling of oral, not not that. Well, both spellings actually are appropriate. So you're going to the doctor man? The doctor man. The doctor man. <laughs> man was Pom- meant to refer to you, Zach. Only if it continues to be like this. Normally it goes away in like three or four days, I guess. You get it a lot then in your back? In more in the shoulders is the usual place yeah. it happens. Yeah, that's what I thought. The back seems like a new one. It's not that like different. I don't think it kind of feels like it's in the same positions. Like it, it, the pain is in the if I'm in the same kind of positions as it usually is, it's just in a different location for some reason. Do you guys still have that like crazy ergonomic chair thing, or do you, was that you guys in the first place? You know, where you sort of knee, you're sort of half kneeling in it. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't think weird. we have that any longer. Yeah. yeah, those weird ones with no back. Yeah. You're sort of like, yeah. Well, like, yeah. That might be appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to think what, what, like, what the actual problem is. I think it might be my desk is too low. I think that's what I've de- yeah, determined is the one thing that I could think of. Survey of your, of your, I was going to say working area, but, you know, <laughs> your gaming mm. area. Because sure I have uh, my, like, appropriate. I got this chair specifically because it has arms I can put up or down depending on what I'm doing. Because at certain angles, the arms kind of get in the way. But I think yeah. maybe the desk is just too low anyway. Hmm. Yeah, that might be true. Thinking about your desk. Yeah, standing desk. <laughs> I have considered that before. Yeah. But the problem with that is there's like bookshelves immediately above my desk. Like the monitor literally only just fits d- directly oh, under no. this bookshelf. Yeah, that won't work then. Yeah. I mean, I could get rid of the bookshelves. It's not like there's anything important on them. There's like a stack of DS games. <laughs> they could be drawed. Yeah. <laughs> drawed. Put in drawers. <laughs> I mean, drawed. <laughs> That's the verb for putting things in drawers. Yeah, absolutely. You've been drawing. drawing. <laughs> <laughs> nice drawing. <laughs> <laughs> It's part of that. It's part of the sparking joy, isn't it? You're like organizing things yeah. well in your drawers. You know, you've got yeah. you've got got some excellent drawing going on there. I need to get on that Marie Kondo shit. Learn how to fold t-shirts. <laughs> no, you need to roll them, right? I got I got a brief demonstration from Noam. It does not spark joy. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> oh okay. Folding does not spark joy. Well, thank it and let it go. <laughs> yeah, just let folding go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I did that. Uh, jam the things in the drawer and who cares Marigondo apparently well, well the, isn't the whole it's point the, of the, like the of, of this like tidying up this craze is like I mean if it's in the drawer and you can't see it that's tidy isn't it 
<laughs> nice. Whilst the drawer is closed. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, there is what the, the, the big advantage to this folding mechanic, I suppose, is that w- when the drawer is open, it does make specific items mildly easier to find. But when you yeah, specifically you can, you can choose them. a specific thing that's not like something you wear every day. <laughs> yeah, depend- I think it's like my running shirts. I sometimes yeah. need I sometimes need a specific one, like, oh, I need high-vis tonight, or, uh, oh, I'm doing a race, therefore I need my club colours. You know, something like that. Those are, those are the specifics. So what's your argument, Zach? Like, it shouldn't matter which one you pick out, because they're all equally... Yeah, I mean, that's you could take that as another angle of the same, of the, like, get rid of shit you don't need. It's like, if you've got rid of all the shirts you don't want, then who cares what shirt you wear, because they're all good. <laughs> yeah, they'll all be ones you want. Right. I mean, technically I haven't done that, but I've got my shirts separated into, like, the stack that I wear and the stack that I don't wear. <laughs> <laughs> at least, yeah. at least they're which so, sort of organized which you can't let go right they're the ones you need to throw away presumably right yeah I mean I would if I needed space but I've got plenty of space in that drawer so it's just like these are the ones that are like backup shirts in case I run out of regular shirts because of washing disasters or something <laughs> washing disasters yeah the pink ones man I have started making a pile of like like the ones the ones at the moment that are condo my t-shirts that are condo folded at the moment are uh, basically the by ones no, that are, no they're, they're by me <laughs> okay. they're, but they're like they're like the more socially acceptable pile of t-shirts like okay. the ones that the ones that aren't covered in weird slogans that are just you know like standard fashion rather well, than, I think that would be like rather the than th- having giant sonic the on the front you know <laughs> right right I mean the third file the ones yeah slightly ones for weekends <laughs> weekend shirts. Well, yeah, your midweek shirts can tend to tend to be like, oh, any old crap, like <laughs> ones that randomly have the word "crew" written on the back, as if I was working backstage or something like that, as, just, <laughs> as if you were part of the crew. I'm, I'm, I'm loving the crew. Yeah, loving the just... crew. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. What was that? Loving the crew. Then it's a Drake song. Oh I yeah, think. loving the crew. Oh yeah. Loving the crew, and we were playing. It was just like extra funny because we were playing Guild Wars Two at the time. Which, and when you're the what are they called the little Asuras. gremlin creatures, the Asuras, yeah, they all belong to a crew, right? Spelt with a K. So it's like I'm loving the crew, I'm loving the crew. <laughs> yeah. psh, 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 psh. It's actually one of Drake's better songs. Yeah, <laughs> in a weird yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, I think fully get the whole Drake thing. I did nope. see him Zormans. Oh, very, did you? Yeah, it was very good. But, you know, it's pop. Yeah, it's sort of, yeah, <clears throat> pip-pop. <laughs> Not really hip-hop, but pip-pop. pip-pop. <laughs> New genre term here. From oh, yeah. 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 It's, it's, well, it's, it's what I have effectively put, like, crap modern rap into that sort of category. It's pip-pop. You know, this this... I don't know, this post Malone era of nonsense. Like, I think we've preached it. We've preached that stage where we're old and like the young people's music is sounds rubbish. <laughs> I think that happened several years ago, didn't it? Um well no, I mean I was still fine when it was like Kendrick Lamar and stuff and like That's still good. like and, and Chance the Rapper and stuff. But still something good. seems to have turned recently where it's all Drake and Post Malone and I don't know. I don't know what to like at the moment. Struggling. Yeah, there's not a lot about that I'm in, like, modern stuff that I'm into at the moment. No. Well, there's 
the odd random bit of electronic filth that comes my way on Spotify, and it's like, but it's not really like liking a band per se. Particularly, it's just like, oh, it's this one track that's awesome. I just get excited and buy stuff, but it's from old bands. Like, there's a new Chemical Brothers album. And it's, Is there? It's really good. Yeah, it came out like Sweet. last week. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's not exactly new music, is it? No. <laughs> I mean, it's new well, music. It's new old music. But it's new old <laughs> it's music. New old. Yeah. No, no. I expect Rob will like one of the new tracks in Rocket League because it has, what well, I, I can say this, and Rob will understand it, it has the Penguin Siren in it. I think I've heard it, yeah. Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's not very dope. prominent, though. It's like in no. background. But, it's, yeah, the Penguin Siren. It's good. <laughs> It hasn't got the trumpet bit, I assume. No. <laughs> I mean, that was one of the best bits of Kill Bill, was, was, yeah. this, was that. Yeah, I love that sound. <laughs> That's all that 70s, like, vague synth, I guess. Sort of synth. It's like organ, sort of. Yeah, yeah super high-pitched organ. What? Do you get any uh, chocolate to compensate for your uh, back situation, Zeg? No. If you star? No? I mean, if I was capable of going to a shop, then maybe I would have got something. Oh, okay. <laughs> Although, technically, I mean, that's only been like, I would have gone on Friday. If, so it's only been like one day that I've been completely <laughs> capable of driving. Right. Well, the, uh, the chocolate sales are beginning. Yes, you want the post-Easter chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> When it's all super cheap. I've, I've, well, I saw them about on Friday. Actually, the sort of like the the chocolate sales had begun. That's weird. I mean, why would you even buy it before? Yeah, Easter. I don't really understand why people get. Easter <laughs> why would you buy anything that long ahead of Easter? Because like, who cares about Easter? It's like Christmas yeah, yeah. shopping, and you're like, I'm going to get this done early so I have time to relax and wrap yeah, things and not be caught in crowds. But who gives a shit about Easter? Why does the seasonal aisle in Asda become filled with Easter eggs like in February? <laughs> That's bizarre. That's the aisle which is like Halloween, like two months in advance. Yeah, and Easter two months in advance, and a cake for some reason every now and then. Filled with baby stuff every now and then. Like, is there like a baby month? Baby season. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of Maybe. Is. What's the next one for the aisle for the seasonal aisle? Maybe it's summer crap is basically oh, what yeah. they put in there. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Summer crap. Just an entire aisle of beach balls. <clears throat> well, I was saying to Rob that the official, my official designation of because I only split the year into two seasons because I don't really understand this four season <laughs> hot thing. Hot and cold. Hot and cold. Yeah. And the hot season begins when the uh, when the Masters is on TV. Well, apparently it like happened immediately this year. Suddenly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's my delineation. So I watched a bit the older uh, Tiger winning the Masters like back in the day. It's quite. Which is weird. It's quite weird. Yeah. Just that whole. The fact that that happened. It's really weird, especially after he fucked up his back and everything. Well, yeah, and he, and he just has been rubbish. Yeah, he's been <laughs> outrageous. Yeah. I can't, whenever they talk about his, um, like, scandals and stuff, I, I, I only think of that Penny Arcade comic from the time. 
Do you remember that one? Yes. No. I mean, it's what uh, I don't even read Kenny Arcade anymore, but it was just a really funny, like, wording sentence because he gave that press conference, Tiger Woods, where he was like, re- really sorry, I apologize to my family, everything, right. really straight faced. And they did that in Penny Arcade, and the, and the uh, speech bubble was like, I have sampled a cavalcade of world class vagina, and for that, I'm truly sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and Gabe is like, oh, do you not have to apologize for me, man? If you're gonna apologize for anything, apologize for your shitty EA golf games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that situation hasn't improved in the past ten years. Uh, I mean, when was that? That would have been what two thousand two thousand five ish, something like that. So yeah. after the good, it was a while Tiger ago. Woods it was games. after the good ones for sure. Yeah. Then then he got dropped, and then they just turned into like Masters golf, and it's like this is still a bad game. Didn't they do Rory McIlroy golf one? Yeah, they did Rory McIlroy, and then that was bad. And I was like, okay, get rid of him as well. And now we just have Masters. It's like, no, that didn't even help that. Oh, isn't it? Wasn't it PGA? Did they go back to using PGA Tour? At one point, just calling really? it PGA Tour golf, like it used to be. Yeah. No more tiger shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no more three-click system where the wheel turns into a tiger if you're playing with tiger <laughs> no, that's dumb. That tiger even shot. the same series. I mean, it was, it was, it was, but it was it predated the the sort of three D ones that we're talking about here. Yeah, it was, it was like Tiger Woods two thousand eight or something. No, not two thousand eight. Much earlier than that. Much yeah. earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course it would have been uh, like two thousand, well, probably two thousand. Yeah, actually. probably. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so hot. Season is here. <laughs> yeah, hot season has arrived. With variations. The windows are open. One of my windows is broken. So again. again? Yeah. And I think it's one of the ones we've already got fixed. So you know the one you know the one that we normally open in the oh, yes, no one's gonna know this. But then the one that we normally open in the living room next to the TV. I mean the one that we I had to help you put together last time. Yeah, the one you have to hoof back in position because you're the tall one. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, that one's gone again. I <laughs> literally just noticed it before the podcast and I'm still a little bit angry <laughs> that, that got like professionally fixed eventually it right? did yes with a brand new plastic clip and it's just like these plastic clips that they use to actually build these windows out of and like clearly terrible right just it's like, like you want like some kind of I'm now considering like is there now like an aftermarket metal part I can put <laughs> in there instead yeah Makes sense. Or you know, just never open my windows and live the hermit lifestyle. Just put air conditioning and Dyson fans on every wall. And I'll be fine. Hermit lifestyle, hermetically sealed. If we lived in America <laughs> and everyone had central air, or yeah, then I'd probably be all right. What? I wonder what it's like to have central air. Can you get even get it installed in Britain? I bet you can. I mean, I presumably it's like being in an office, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's just cold like being all in the time. an office or, it's or just being in a hotel. Nice. You mean yeah. nice all the time, not cold. Nice. Well, depends how cold your office is, because definitely some offices have it turned down too low. That's actually a little warmer than most. It's like it seems to have like a thermostat of like twenty-one or something, and it's just, which is a little bit toasty for, for me. Like I like a. I like a crisp 17 from my aircon. I remember, I don't listen to it very much, but that, you know, that podcast, Hello Internet with uh, CGP Grey and uh, yes, that Brady yeah. guy. Um, I listened to it last year during the heat wave 
and CTP Grey was being his typical self, being like, British people are insane. Everyone in America and Australia, Brady, have central air and and uh, and uh, air conditioning in their house, and everything is fucking fine because we, as human beings, have sort of figured out how to get the correct temperature. But in Britain, no one does it, and then they and then they say. Like every time it's super hot, they say, oh, but this only happens once in a blue moon. And then it's hot for like five weeks in a row. And they still keep saying, oh, but it never happens. And he's like, I put freaking air conditioning in my house in Britain and it's great. And Brady's like uh, over from Australia and he's like, yeah, it's weird. And I'm sweltering. (laughs) I have never even considered it because Mm. it's just the British way not to not to do it. Well, it's like it's only ten percent of the year, so like yeah, that's what in, in, in terms of an, in terms of an investment. Yeah, that's true. It's like it's not a not a great investment, and also I don't know the ecological part of me. Think, oh yeah, thinks, definitely. Hey, aircon's really bad. It's really it's, bad. How I mean, much and, power are you using to run that? Yeah, a lot. It's like those cities in America, like where um, like where Breaking Bad is set, right? Which are literally in the desert. Mm. It's like these they can't really exist as you can't really live there without central it air wouldn't, it wouldn't be nice and it's so I mean, you could but not in like a modern human society no i mean you can build your house out of adobe or whatever and no, hope. but it's, it's like when i went to malaysia and it's like outside it's ridiculous and then inside it's like oh my gosh this is like so cool and so nice and your your entire skyscraper is filled with the whatever this is <laughs> but it's this weird air yeah, yeah wherever this air came from yeah it's <laughs> like, definitely destroying the they're prob- planet they're, they're probably like shipping in the air yeah, <laughs> exactly. like that's how bad it is like they, they just get crates of air shipped all these in. air tankers that come <laughs> yeah. along the sea and then connect into this district air piping system and then they just like, go <sighs> yeah oh, man, that would be like the most extravagant air. thing would be to have like on the top of your building, you have like a drone port, which like you have air drones that just bring yeah. big tanks of air. Tip in mountain air from the mountains. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be so nice. I've got, I've got, I've gone for fjord today. I want some fjord air? Because like the aircon in offices, like is is treating and recirculating air from the outside of the polluted city. That's no good. You need to ship in air, <laughs> contribute <laughs> to the pollution in the city by shipping in air from the countryside where it's all nice. <laughs> where it's all nice <laughs> except for that bit next to the pig field yeah okay that part <laughs> okay the mountains then and directly behind a horse <laughs> yeah, wouldn't harvest my air from directly behind a horse <laughs> the horse might just be standing next to you <laughs> yeah that's true you could get, quite easily get a bad country match well that's why you yeah. need AI drones to recognise like oh there's that's cows. a horse let's move away from there <laughs> <laughs> Go for this way, yeah. See, yeah. AI is going to solve everything in the future. Yeah, AI object recognition means don't don't go near cows. <laughs> I recognise this as a stinky class of class of object. Although, hey, if we were being truly ecological warriors, we wouldn't eat beef, right? That's what they're saying at the moment. <laughs> yes. Well, they're saying we shouldn't eat beef because it, like it's destroying the planet, and, and or intensive beef farming is. We're looking at you, McDonald's, and uh, and also we can't eat pigs anymore because they give you cancer supposedly well bacon <laughs> i'm not sure if it's well, just pigs in general it's it's most pork apparently like there's like there's just high nitrate constant con content in pork meat supposedly which they think is now a, can- a carcinogen yeah right. but everyone thinks everything's a carcinogen everything yeah, yeah exactly you're, you're, you're absolutely year and everyone will forget about that <laughs> you're absolutely right it's like the statistics are so all over the place that it's like yeah sure we'll make they, they might be right 
Good God, it's bacon. Bacon? It's not like you eat bacon that much. <laughs> I have bacon every week. Probably at least twice. I eat a lot of bacon. Oh, I ate, an, <laughs> ate a modicum of bacon. How about that? I had quite a lot this morning, so... Yeah, it's a, we've, take, we've taken on the uh, proper athlete's breakfast at the moment, where it's uh, do a park run, go to the wall pack and have a filling. <laughs> have a filthy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, just undo everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a good way to live life. It's not bad. I will sometimes have a lesser <laughs> breakfast and go for just the sausage bat. <laughs> But it is served in brioche, so that's made all the oh, worse. Brioche and sausage. <laughs> it's oh pretty my good. God. That sounds deadly. It's pretty good. Right. We should probably move on to uh, video on games. On to not food. Yeah, as usual. Subject yeah, of this, as uh, usual. Podcast. It's, it's only 20 to 4. It's like <laughs> I've got at least a few hours worth of hunger to maintain. Indeed. Uh, what's going on in the world of video games? It's time for the news. It's time for the news. Well, let's get the obvious one out of the <laughs> Is way. Is that our new the latest jingle? It's time for, for the news. news. Yeah. News. Obvious one. PS5. It's a thing. Theoretically, PS5. Well, yeah, the name is up for discussion. But there is another Sony console confirmed. The weird thing is that everyone console confirmed. Well, Microsoft, haven't, Microsoft. Well, yeah, they said they're working on something, haven't they? They, they haven't told us anything about it. Um, the weird thing is that it's sort of announcing the efforts, which are obviously happening, but giving a full interview to Wired without any kind of public press. Yeah, conference. just Mark Cerny being like, "Yeah, all right, I'll sit down with you guys and tell well, you a bunch of stuff. We'll just do some things." Yeah, and it doesn't seem like a very standard way for like uh, like a console reveal. No, it's those. quite weird. It's not really a reveal, I suppose. No. It's, but it's they're just like, yeah, we're doing something. But they're talking about it ahead of time, which they didn't do with the PS4, I think. Maybe they're worried they need to get ahead of some kind of announcement from Microsoft at E3. Maybe. I mean, Microsoft has had a tendency to announce early the last... That's or true. be first out of the gate the last couple of gens. You'd think they could ride on the One X for a while, given how powerful it is. But... Uh, I, uh, maybe, yeah. Um I think Microsoft have bigger problems at the moment than oh. than their plat than their console, mm. um, and there is there is something to be said about when the new gen, a whole generation, yeah. supposedly comes. There is a branding thing behind that that works, right? Yeah, there definitely is like, that where, cycle. Yeah, whether or not it's the One X or whatever, the the, the Xbox One has a bit of a problem. Mm. Like just because it's the Xbox One, like, yeah, and it always which has it, done, which it won't be able to shake. No, same as the um, PS3 kind of had a problem. It kind of did, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, so what do we know? Um, it's fully back compact, so same architecture. But yeah, it's the latest generation of the AMD Ryzen shit. So it's mm-hmm. not like stuck on Jaguar, which is good. And suppose, and they're talking about ray tracing, but yeah. they're not saying whether it's hardware, but it kind of has to be some, to some extent, hardware boosted. I reckon. Otherwise, this will be a kind of crappy announcement. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard, it's, it's hard to know exactly what AMD are up to because this is the first time that they've really talked about it. I think. I don't think. I, I don't think any of the uh, 
Radian card so that you know even vaguely mentioned that ray tracing is happening on a, mm. at a hardware level at least. Well, even the NVIDIA ones, it kind of came out of left field. Like no one mm. expected ray tracing to be uh, at this in this generation of video cards. I don't think because everyone recognised that. Obviously, everyone knew that it was going to get there eventually because I mean that's the tech that's powered like Pixar rendering since the nineties. Oh, sure. But yeah. I mean, everyone knew it couldn't be done fast enough real time but yeah the fact that it's in there and that this is going to be the uh the push for uh, the next gen of consoles is pretty exciting consumer consoles well yeah and they did there's some other specs thrown around it's like it's getting a little bit ahead of themselves i think to some degree by putting the word 8k in there somewhere yeah i mean that's just a um i'm sure it could probably output 8k but that'll be like 4k on the PS that would be like one Gran Turismo tech demo or something Maybe, for yeah. the Japanese market. Or... And even then, that strikes me as a complete mm. unnecessary. I mean, I'm. I think we're finally getting to the point where the resolution of a screen, and unless these things get twice as big as like a, a you know, we're talking like hundred inch screens or something like that. Mm. Is like unless we're, unless we're starting to encroach that sort of size, you're going beyond what is actually sensible for the yeah. just for the human eye i mean even you know? this new console is not going to be able to do 4k 60 for most games i wouldn't have thought so because 4k 60 is still hard yeah it's very hard yeah i mean 4k 30 is hard too i mean actually mm. like it's pretty hard i mean yeah even like the, the the nicest playstation 4 pro titles that run 4k mm. Then either not running 4K no. like Spider-Man and yeah. doing some sort of middle ground resolution, or they're having to take shortcuts, yeah. such as God of War's checkerboard rendering. Yeah, what um, you want is the new next generation to cut out the shortcuts yeah. uh, and give you a good performance on on 4K, which at that point will be the standard for t- TV. Well, it is now, but most well, I don't see. If you go and buy a TV at that point, it will be a 4K TV, right? Yeah. Uh, I know now you could still probably get 1080 TVs, right? If you go oh, they're still about. They're still yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But by the time this is the standard console, mm. 4K will be the standard TV, I would have thought. I think it's actually easier to find a 4K screen than it is a 1080. The 1080s is are still about, yeah. but like pretty much anything, you'll put, most things you'll see will have some kind yeah. of 4K capability. So that's what I'd hope is that they can drive the standard TV at stand, at standard res up to sixty. I kind of always thought it would be the other way around to some degree. I thought HDR would become the the driver, the normal part. You know that most TVs would pick up HDR tech over over more pixels. Right, that hasn't happened. But no, it's happened exactly yeah. the other way. The HDR space is that's is the... still the one that's actually a little bit problematic. Yeah. Um, it's funny because yeah, because PC gaming isn't that hasn't the monitors and PC not HDR is still pretty poor. Yeah. yeah, which is interesting. But this could have implications for PC gaming, right? Because um, it will push more ray tracing, at least in 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 video cards. Like the because currently an RTX card or whatever is expensive, right? Even the low one is quite a lot. Obscene money. Yeah. yeah. Is it obscene? Yeah, well, it's pretty I think it's obscene. like entry level, like twenty series cards, still like seven hundred quid. Aren't Fucking they? hell, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I think that the was it the the G I forget what they call it the GTX the TI that's it the twenty eighty TI that's like over a grand. Jeez, it's I mean it's silly money, isn't it? So this will this will drag everyone oh, the prices down for everyone on some Hopefully. form of ray tracing. Yeah. 
tech, maybe not the full whack, but yeah, which is cool. I mean, you'd hope. Well, you know, if you consider the whatever is inside the Xbox One X, and you know that you get that whole thing for less than five hundred quid. You yeah, know, there is no graphics card you can buy on its own that's as powerful as an as Xbox. That. Yeah, and it's uh, you know it hasn't really pushed down prices. The existence of that thing, even with its vapor chambers and all kind of fancy <laughs> tech that goes on in the yeah, well the that's because it's yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's because, but that's because it's like current gen graphics tech, but like all integrated in a super efficient way that makes it cheaper and so to an extent. Efficient. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's easier to make, and you're only making in theory one of them across your entire console lineup, right? Mm. And so you're making a lot more of them. Yeah, than you probably are. I mean, making it's still amazing. Alone. Like it's super cool. Yeah, uh, but uh, hopefully the PS5 or whatever it is is kind of almost next gen or or current ridiculous price gen graphics tech at that price point. Yeah, I, I want to see the next gen of consoles sort of run with what the X has tried has achieved effectively. Like, I want the those vapor chamber things. I want those fanless designs. Yeah. Um, I want them to be quite like. Well, we'll see if it's small and quiet. Yeah, yeah I, I don't necessarily care about the size because I never have done. I was thought never too much of a problem with the original xbox one's no i don't beef mean. you know it's i mean big. that was a bit boring the design i thought yeah sure it's 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 big and boring and it was designed to be part of a tv entertainment center yeah because uh, you know tv 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 uh, <laughs> and their and their original pitch um but even their you know new design isn't all that interesting really it's just no. a gray slab yeah but xbox one x looks handsome yeah, it's yeah, quite, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but they're nice, you know, not bad looking things. But but like the main thing is the noise. Yeah, and it's uh, um, they they've all been noisy um, up until the X, and apparently the latest PS4s are quite quiet as well. Yeah, my Pro's um, quite quiet. I mean, mine's quite quiet, but it can get noisy playing yeah. God of War. Yeah, um, I think I'll I have the same as you then. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think there's a new, a slightly newer a new revision new of this one that's yeah. much better. Um, and I just missed out on annoyingly. Blast! Um, oh well, yeah, always happens. They're saying it's all SSD though, which is good. Which is good potentially because loading has always been, loading in this gen has always been problematic. Yes, so I think a lot of games have managed to make it good now, but it's like it's one of the big lies to me about the new generation of consoles. It's like every time there's a new gen, the line, "Hey, loading times will be faster." comes yeah. by and every time that's a complete nonsense because they're having to do a lot more work and no one's figured out how to do the more work well yet like yeah. the loading times on when ps4 and especially xbox first came out were atrocious yeah like going back to play like if i was to try and play forza 5 now i reckon i'd have a real hard time waiting for some of those loading pauses yeah i remember them being bad uh and and you know things like that are a lot better now I don't know. Even Forza Horizon, I think, still has a bit of an issue with loading, but it does it on initial boot. It gets its load out of the way, yeah, and then it's fine for I, the rest of the yeah. thing. And it's it's like Red Dead or something. Oh yeah, Red Dead's in. load is yeah pretty bad, isn't it? But well, then, it's fine. But then once you you're just in, wait, yeah, 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 and then and then once you're in, it's fine. It's also worth noting that Red Dead's one of those on the X at least it does run native 4K. Yeah, so it's like you know with the. We're, we're there. We could achieve forty the uh, 4K thirty on an on an amazing looking game. Yeah. Um, 
uh, yeah, so that will be. I mean, that was something that was impressive when Google announced that Stadia thing was like they actually they actually concentrated a little bit on the load times and were like, look, with this weird solution, we mm. can give you this like insane load time. That's kind of cool. Yeah, because I guess they can put a, an insane amount of caching on that data. Yeah, that's basically um, it. They, ca- they have it cached in in solid state on those servers, mm. basically. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, still super early days. We don't know anything. We don't even know that it's called PlayStation Five, but you know, I think, I think you'd be foolish not to put a bet on that. Definitely, um. <laughs> I, I, it sounds appealing to me already. So, especially with the full back compat, and I'm skeptical about the whole, you know, a games the Stadia kind of service future thing. At least for this yeah. next generation. Yeah, I'm still not on board with it. Honestly, so, I think they Sony's going in a good direction. Uh, oh, and they said uh, full PSVR back compat as well. Yeah, yeah. So not just PS4. It's like all the all, all PSVR will come with it, which, which is, is good. Which would be nice, yeah, because it means if they do do the slightly rumored PSVR two, they probably won't. idea. Then, then you know, you're not really. Well, we still don't really know if that means that they're going to lock out. Like, if you, there would be games that are purely PSVR two games, we still don't know. I that mean, with detail, that kind of performance, but, like you're going to be able to make a much better. No, yeah, yeah, experience. Aren't you? you'll, you'll get nearer to what the PC experience is yeah. for sure. Um, if not, supersede it with console level. Uh, I mean, if you're designing your console to be VR specific from the off or VR capable from the off, yeah, there might be some optimizations you can do at the hardware level that just yeah. aren't available on PC. That would That's... be cool if they had that because that would be the first time I would actually consider getting it. A headset of any kind. The little breakout box you need for the PSVR could probably just be in the console. Inside, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, it's it's, it's beginning. It's beginning, but not this year. Yeah. That's the other detail. Which I also think is fair enough. Yeah. The PS4's got plenty of life. It's yeah, it's still a monster. Yeah. It's doing fine. Still putting out good looking games, and we've got a lot of games to look forward to on PS4. Um absolutely nothing to look forward to on Xbox, but <laughs> Yeah, well, Halo Infinite. <laughs> that is the one, but and we don't know anything about that. They better tell us something about that at E3. Yeah, because uh, I mean, it all... Microsoft needs to tell us something. <clears throat> There's no way it's not Destiny. I mean, it clearly is going to be Destiny, uh, but that doesn't mean it won't be good. <laughs> it could well be good. Could be. Could be. Uh, what else we got? What else is happening in new? Uh, let's see. Well, they were giving away Assassin's Creed Unity for free after the Notre Dame fire, which is kind of cool. And they're donating money to the rebuilding efforts. That's kind of cool. I guess at this point, now that game is getting review reverse review bombed with tons of positive reviews. Reverse review, yeah, bomb. Oh, um, which is kind of interesting. But like at this point, that game is patched and not total garbage like it was when it came out. Um, <laughs> is it patched enough? I don't know. Uh, I mean, it was kind of a train wreck. Yeah, uh, but apparently a ton of bugs are fixed. And uh, can I still see people's eyeballs? You get funny bugs, but not game breaking bugs. Okay, so that's, I think that's the difference. That's, that's, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with hilarious bugs as long as the they question, don't affect me. The question is whether Valve are going to like negate the positive review bomb, like they tried to negate the negative ones. The negative ones. Mm. Yeah, good question. I suppose, in the spirit of fairness, they probably should. Yeah. 
Because it's definitely not about the game, which mm. is their criteria for the negative ones. Yeah. Did you hear the thing about that um, after Borderlands got review-bombed because of the uh, Epic Store exclusivity for Borderlands 3, uh, Randy Pitchford has just come out and said, yeah, man, this is why we don't want to use Steam. Right. He's pretty much like the review bombing has sort of backfired uh, to some extent. And like, as it probably would have in fairness, like when you think about it, this seems like an obvious outcome that, mm. yeah, he's just gone like, yeah, yeah, no, this is the kind of reason why we don't want to work with steam anymore. <laughs> it's like, right. Harsh. Yeah. I mean, it's not steam doing it, but no, I guess it's they not, but it. it's they, yeah, their, their platform is why it Who cares about user reviews. I never look at that shit. <laughs> I mean, they are sometimes very funny. Yeah. <laughs> when you look at Oh, them individual and... reviews, but I mean the actual yeah. like aggregate score. Like who cares about that? I mean, I kind of want it to make to be a be a thing. But anyone can contribute and to that. For the most and for the most part, they are kind of okay to follow. You know, you know, when if you mm. compare like critics' ideas to the general sentiment of a game and you go look at it, most of the time they correlate. They, they do. Like, you'll look at something and go, like, oh, this is a mixed reception game. And yeah, that makes sense. It wasn't reviewed very highly and things like that. It does. Yeah. They do pan out. Okay, oh, like uh, a fan re release or like uh, uh, of an old game is like, it's clearly only being reviewed by the people that like this game. But then this game, this remake has only been positioned for people who liked the original. I mean, the only time it would get a load of positives, and it's like, well, yeah. okay, of course it does. It's, it's a good version of that original game. Great. Mm. That's, that's fine. That's all people need to know in some respects. Uh, it's like, but yeah, it is susceptible to this odd. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't really admit to this, but I have like occasionally it is fun to walk through the uh, user reviews for, let's say, Steam's more dubious content mm-hmm. <laughs> and see what comes up with. And it's like, the, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure the uh, popularity of, uh, let's call them anime boob games. <laughs> anime boob is, games is mostly propped up by people putting joke reviews in. <laughs> oh, probably, yeah. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> uh, that kind of game is not getting review bombed. Um, no, if anything, it's getting positive review positive bombed. Positive review bombed by people by <laughs> by the many many boob fans of the world. And pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Although anime boobs are acquired taste. Oh yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a very specific. <laughs> they're not real guys. Um, <laughs> Uh, what else is going on? Uh, we had it was Star Wars Celebration, so we had the Star Wars trailer and the trailer for the Star Wars game. But I say the because EA make about two games a year uh, at this rate. Is that Star Wars they, license? They, they, can, yeah. they cancel two games a year. <laughs> yeah, they do. So, but this one isn't cancelled yet. <laughs> it's respawned some game. Uh, Jedi, what's it called? Fallen Order. That's the one. Right. Yeah. So there was a uh, trailer for this. Um, and then they announced um, no single player only, no loot crates, and everyone's like, "Well, hooray!" But I mean, if it, if you weren't EA, you wouldn't have to say that. <laughs> I know, but it, it depends. Like, who who said that? Like, was it respawn themselves, or did an EA spokesperson say that? Uh, I I suppose it doesn't matter. Like, they're they're just trying they're to. The they, 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 I guess they know their um, the fears around any project that's attached to EA. So, you know, it's probably wise mm. to say something. Yeah. And also, like, stops people from getting the wrong idea about it. Respawn have been a multiplayer studio. Yeah, indeed they have. 
Um, um, other although, than Titanfall 2's excellent single player. But. Exactly. I mean, that's kind of the reference point, isn't it? Mm. I suppose. Everyone really liked that. Um, but it didn't help the game that much, sadly, in terms of... Uh, in terms of sales. Sales, yeah. but... Uh, um, yeah, uh, did you watch the trailer, uh, Zeg? Yeah. Yeah, what do you think? Well, all you need is Jedi wall running, and that's pretty much that game, really, isn't it? Jedi wall running. <laughs> I mean, it's reasonable. You've got to have wall running. Um, Apex Legends doesn't have wall running. Doesn't it? No. Yeah. Uh, it probably should. <laughs> it's in the same universe as the wall running. Yeah, yeah exactly. Not, not, I think they're wearing the same pilot right thing. Well, you could, the, with the, you the, could the, at the least make it like a class ability or something. Like, if you had a pilot in that game and have them be a special character. Hmm. Or I the mean, robots, maybe. Maybe, yeah. They just haven't designed that world to have like billboards and things to run on. I don't right. need specific wall running places, really. Just like, I don't expect they really designed that world specifically with the knee slide in mind, apart from a couple of like half open doors that you see, where it's like, oh look, that garage door is half open. I can conveniently knee slide under it. You can knee slide down hills and keep your speed. Yeah, but I don't expect they designed the hills with that in mind. It was probably just like sight lines and stuff, more uh, than knee sliding. Yeah, you might be right. It was just fun to do knee slides. Anyway, yeah, Apex, no wall running, but we've got wall running Jedi. Apparently, yeah, it looks like Uncharted in Uncharted in space. <laughs> well, like, I don't, I don't know, thirteen thirteen style. Yeah, or, or it depends I... what the combat's like. It looks like it's going to be like a. Dark Souls, I don't know, third person thing. Have we seen any gameplay to verify no, that? No, no, there's none, but it's just it's all rumour, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know what to think at this point, because like clearly that like that studio's heritage has been nothing but first person. I highly doubt it'd be first first person. Yeah, I'm so, I'm sort of with you, but I mean that would be great if it was like Jedi Knight. <laughs> I, I mean I, yeah. Yeah. Dark Forces this is Dark Forces four or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just that, yeah, the bit when the... I don't know how... The problem with like any Star Wars game when you go first person is, okay, we're going to have... And the trailer clearly shows we're going to have a lightsaber at some yeah. point. How do you deal with that? Yeah. And it's like... Well, and, you can definitely deal with that like yeah. first person. Uh, third person. Right. I wonder if they've inherited, like... This whole project has basically been, like... In, like has some remnants of what was... EA's other Star Wars projects brought in. Hmm. I know it's a separate company, and it's in the it's supposedly said like it's a ground up thing. But just hearing you saying it's got it's got some Uncharted vibe, and knowing what happened to the Amy Henning, yeah, because she was involved, right? Yeah, it's like is the carcass of some of her work in this? Well, it must be, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. What was she working on exactly? She wasn't working on the, the, the Bioware, not Bioware, but like some big Star Wars RPG project, right? Um, that yeah. they canned because that would they can well they canned once, and because they were pivot, they did that downvoted Reddit comment saying they were pivoting towards more multiplayer focused things. Oh yeah, and the death of, everyone hates the it, death yeah. of single player. Well, at least um, from EA, yeah. yeah thing so that was when the original one got and then they canned whatever whatever came out of that fairly recently yeah. so the second canning of that game <laughs> mm. so who knows it would be, it's, it's a messy 
situation over at EA. But I don't think we can draw any conclusions from that trailer whatsoever. No, <laughs> like, apart from the setup seems potentially good. Is it right? Yeah. Yeah, so it could work. But show me some game. Also, Unreal Engine. Yeah. Not not Respawn's engine, not Frostbite. Probably wise. Not that weird Source Engine hybrid that they yeah. made, where they turned out they had to rewrite most of it, yeah. supposedly. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was Visceral Games, right? Oh, uh, yeah, that's it. The people that made Dead Space. Dead Space, yeah. But that got shut down. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, did you see the Star Wars trailer itself, Zag? Yes. Uh, yeah. Dumb? <laughs> yes, very dumb. It's like, <laughs> we were always speculating about, like, well, if they're remaking the, the, those three films again, then obviously we're going to have Starkiller 2, right? And it's like, no, wait, we'll just have the actual Death Star 2. <laughs> we'll just go and find it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a <laughs> shot of it clearly in the sea, right? Presumably that's Endor. Yeah, presumably. <laughs> I didn't really see any oceans on, on the forest moon. Well, presumably there has to be quite a lot of water for it to be a forest moon. One yeah, that assume. makes sense, right? Why does that have to be a desert? And like, is that Tatooine like at the start? I mean, why not? Why, it would be stupid if it was a third desert planet after Jakku and Tatooine. Well, they. I mean, who cares about that desert planet, really. I mean, it could be, I mean, the planets, there's a lot of them. That's yeah. true. Who cares? Like, I mean, if, from, it depends how long that, like, how long they stay on it. Because, I mean, yeah. planets aren't that interesting. No. no. <laughs> Not really. I mean, they got off Jakku quite quickly in, the, in, the, in Force Awakens. Yeah. And, I mean, they did but, still try and come up with some shit for Jakku, like, mysterious shifting sands and the random bullshit like that and it's just like oh yeah well that's that's the one interesting part of that doesn't plan now let's just leave now let's just go yeah so yeah but yeah it did seem like you know jj abrams had started the first trilogy the the new trilogy off by having you know han you know han and chewy and uh people from the original trilogy back but and then handing over the torch to the new generation Right, that was the idea. Right, and then the second well, both, film, both directorially and, and narratively, literally, narratively, yeah. and then the Rian Johnson came over and made that kind of butt <laughs> second film, kind of butt, and and now he's like, well, shit, now I have to bring back who have I got left that I can bring back so I can bring back Star Wars because this hasn't worked. This handover to the new generation. <laughs> so apparently, it. Lando is the now answer. we have to get fucking Lando, and then <laughs> didn't we know about Lando being back? But I, I feel like that wasn't a surprise. No, I don't think there's been any Lando news. Wasn't it? Because wasn't he in? He was in Solo, but that was a prequel. Oh, yeah, of course. So, yeah, it's like, who can we wheelchair out? Well, there's Lando and the <laughs> Emperor, I guess. <laughs> yeah, somehow. Oh, boy. Yeah, the Emperor thing. Now, that's dumb. That's, that, that, can even, that can go very bad. I mean, I mean, I know, I know they're doing a whole. I mean that whole thing. No one ever leaves, right? Like, no one ever really. No one's ever really gone. Yeah, but that's that well, just like, means there's they, no stakes in anything because no one can die. Well, yeah, and they want Mark Hamill's voice for something. Yeah, well, but, yeah I mean, Force Ghosts was still be a thing. Obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they did that with Obi Wan Kenobi in the first series, and that yeah. was fine. But it's just been one got guy. Emperor Ghost. Yeah, yeah. He can't probably do anything. He's an Emperor Ghost. 
Yeah, I mean, now we've had fucking Yoda ghost, which is dumb. Ghost and, that, and now Emperor ghost. <laughs> Man, what if it turns into, like, the fucking thing from uh, Lord of the Rings where you have the ghosts actually fight? <laughs> Right, yeah. The, oh, uh, man, yeah. the paths of the dead and the... Yeah, yeah just have like a massive force ghost Jedi fight against force ghost Sith and they just all turn up suddenly. <laughs> I, I just kind of want then all the normal characters, the you know, the alive ones, to then just sort of go, well, that's fine. They yeah, can do their thing. Back away slowly. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 just, we'll just go over here. Have a cup of tea while they sort it out. <laughs> that, that would actually be really good. They'd just be like, does, it, does what they're doing really matter? Oh, I guess not. Life. No, let's. They're like part of the force, I guess. So yeah, we can just leave them to it. We'll, we'll just go save the rest of the galaxy. You know, do what we do. I mean, it, w- it would matter less if they had decided to like now definitively be like, yeah, force ghosts can affect the real world, like lightning right. strikes and shit. Right. But then, like, if they have force ghost uh, emperor. They could just have Force Ghost Vader come up and attack Force Ghost. Yeah, Ghost's they totally could, right? And that would be so stupid. Oh well, my god! I mean, how did they explain? Didn't they try and explain how you how you had how you become a Force Ghost or something? Yeah, not, you had not, to like, not everyone is. Yeah, or... I thought you had to like be at peace or something when you <laughs> yeah, like you thought so. Yeah, no. but no. Yeah, because I assume the Emperor wasn't at peace when he died. No, whereas all the ones you've seen as Force Ghosts, like Obi-Wan and, and, and Yoda, and even Vader. And Darth Vader, technically, yes. Yeah, they were all at peace when they died, right? True, but, yeah. And they faded away. Although Darth Vader didn't fade away, mysteriously, did he? he just Although would you away. say Qui-Gon Jinn had been at peace when he died? Because probably not. And he was no. supposedly the first Force Ghost, right? Well, he was <laughs> Well, no, but he was kind of... Uh, well, just just look at, looking at that fight, he did sort of look like that was what his fate was going to be. Right? Yeah, I like guess he sort in... of knew that he was fucked when he got vaccinated. <laughs> that doesn't make you a boss case, though, knowing that you're fucked. Well, you have to be at peace with your uh, the fact that you're about to get fucked. You're a true warrior spirit, then. <laughs> they should put that on the box. What box? <laughs> the box of what? Force ghosts. Yeah, so, so, yeah. So, <laughs> force, yeah, that'd be that should be the next game they just make, just like Star Wars Force Ghosts. So supposedly they've been plotting to bring back the Emperor for some time, but it's so powerfully dumb yep. that it, it really. And also, like the Emperor is like the only good character who's been in the prequels and the original trilogy, and now. So he's like the character now, in a way. And he doesn't even appear in the first and best two films. Well, he sort of appears in Empire, but not really. Mm. Shrouded. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. I I, I just find myself not able to care. No, well, after that last (laughs) film, it doesn't really matter anymore, does it? Like, they kind of screwed it, so... It's not. It's not the big event that they think it is in a way. Not now. It's like the saga finally finishes. Is that a what forever? I mean, like, what, well, they're not going to do another mainline they... Star Wars for like at least another three, four years. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a lot now, does it? It's not that long, <laughs> no, is it? No. What bullshit could they even be hoping to find in the wreck, Bethsar? Like, what? What is there that they want? Apparently, that Death. makes them want to go there. The Emperor's spirit. Ooh. I mean, yeah, that seems to be like the only thing. <laughs> that's the only thing that's there. <laughs> Yeah, because there's nothing there, right? 
Oh, maybe Darth Vader's. No, no, because his body got taken to the funeral pyre on Endor, didn't it? Yeah, on, and, and then the helmet got stolen by Ren, by, apparently. Yeah, the melted helmet got grabbed by Kylo Ren somehow. Yeah, how did that happen? Like, presumably, unless the helmet was still sort of vaguely okay in the wreckage, and he's been in the wreckage before. Well, it must have been from the funeral pyre, right? Got no, I the, think the, no, the helmet got left there. on the Death Star, right? Because he took the helmet off and put it on the floor. Oh, was it not on him when he was being burned in the fire, though? Isn't that not part of the image? Did he uh, not put it back maybe. on? Maybe. I can't I remember that image that well. Yeah. Well, it's not really important. No. Because, <laughs> you know, I maybe, think that... Maybe, I think... maybe Han took it, right? Like, just as a souvenir. I don't think... Why would Han I don't think he would be, like, that disrespectful to dig it out of a funeral pyre. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe... I mean, he might have thought he could sell it. He's a bit shifty. <laughs> don't think he's that much of a shifty bag. <laughs> he's a bit shifty. Because then he could have, like, randomly had it in his house or in a crate somewhere and Kylo could have discovered it, right? It's probably some, some Ewok bastard who dug it out there. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't understand what's going no. on. That's true. <laughs> and it had a little bit of force still in the helmet or something that Kylo could find. That sounds like the not sort of nonsense they'd say. Like, oh man! Keep if they are cat litter tray. <laughs> if, if they are going back to the Endor, then that means we get Ewoks, right? They're just going full uh, on. Yeah. No. Bring back yeah. the Ewoks. Screw the porgs. No, no, they'll be extinct or something, or something terrible will happen. They'll be big porgs. Oh, they will have all been killed in like Empire reprisals or something. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, because the the whole Ewoks thing was meant to be like a ecological, like nature versus technology. Uh, and um, heavy-handed metaphor, wasn't it, yeah. in Jedi? So if they actually were killed by... Clearly, there's been a climate collapse on Endor, right? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't look that different. Yeah, maybe. Well, kind of I mean, does. Giant Death Star wreckage landing on it should have fucked some shit up, probably. That's true. I didn't think it was meant to, right? It just blew up in the sky. I yeah, it should have really stayed in orbit, probably. I mean, I, mean, I guess... Was it orbiting? Yeah, it was orbiting, right? Well, I mean, bits no, of it. We only saw yeah. a bit of it, didn't we? Like, well, a fairly large bit, admittedly. But... Yeah, how did no anything survive that explosion? that explosion? Yeah, I mean, that explosion was so big. It just, uh, at least as depicted on screen, there's clearly no chunks of it left. No, it just sort of sparkles out. Yeah. It? Like a big iron filing. No, no one's ever really gone. <laughs> Even mm-hmm. objects aren't really gone. <laughs> Apparently. Helmets and Death Stars somehow come back. <laughs> and lightsabers left in chest. Yeah, well, that lightsaber got torn into two in the last movie. She somehow managed to repair it. Was like, although that is the thing that Jedi's become Jedi's by constructing lightsabers, right? So maybe yeah. repairing it is her becoming a Jedi. <clears throat> but it depends if the crystal got messed up, right? Yeah, yeah the crystal's the thing, though, right? Yeah, it's not it's just building a lightsaber, it's getting the crystal and tuning it and all that crap. Yeah, did the crystal get split in half, or or was it cool? Especially now that they've made Kyber crystals, like, in canon. <laughs> yes, by, by having and they all got blown up. Yeah. And, like... The Death Star is powered by lightsaber crystals. Well, that was kind of always the case, I think. The like right. the focusing beam or whatever mm. used the same stuff as lightsabers. Oh, whatever. Anyway, we'll see. 
Back to video games. It was like the Death Star's like Death Beam, just a humongous lightsaber. lightsaber. I don't know. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of cooler. If it didn't make the planet explode, it just cut a big hole through the middle. Yeah, yeah just like, whoa, yeah, it just leaves a big old hole and then the whole thing sort of implodes as you realise the core's no longer there or something. Well, they made it like a nuke, didn't they, In in by having this weird single reactor ignition where you could, like, dial it down to only be, like, a massive nuclear bomb. <laughs> well, it could tar- when they made Death Star 2 with target- targeting the starships, yeah, that was, like, true. turning it down as well. That's true. But that had, like, yeah. I don't know, because it makes it... Rogue One kind of makes the first Death Star look more advanced than the second Death Star in some ways. <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. of. Anyway. <clears throat> Helpful Star Wars canon, as usual. Yeah. Even the bits they did get rid of still don't make any sense. <laughs> yep. There are... Oh, I'm trying to work out. There are fewer Death Stars than there are Death Eggs. <laughs> How many Death Eggs are there? It's been like Free at least. Free now, I think. Yeah. Well, it depends if you count Star Star Killer Killer. Base. (laughs) But then what about the space station in Sonic Adventure 2? Does that count as a death egg technically? That's more of a Star Killer, isn't it? Because it's built into a planet or or the moon in this case. No, it wasn't the moon. It was just like an asteroid, right? It's like a lumpy bit of rock. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Sort of next to the moon. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure that counts. Because it, really, was yeah. it wasn't built by Robotnik, it was built by his granddad, so technically yeah. the same family. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think that counts. Well, Sonic Cannon. It was, yep. I, I guess it was supposed to be a life egg. <laughs> With a death laser. I'm not sure that works. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> to protect life, I have to be able to murder it if I need to. So goes evil villain thinking. Stop those invasive species by destroying them from orbit, naturally. Yeah. <laughs> right, Smash Brothers news. What's going on? Are you dealt in? Yeah, have you d- dug into this yet, Zeg? Because I yeah. have not. I did indeed look at parts of it briefly. Not that much. Have you made the double and tarred hole? No, I'm waiting for you to do that. You have to <laughs> recreate that. On the plus side, I did when I looked at the saver, it's like it probably will be quite easy to make the double entire hole. <laughs> right. It's got like so a gri- grid based system. Although the one problem and I'm not sure if I just haven't like pushed the right button or done it right or something. I don't think you can make like straight diagonal lines. You still have to freehand diagonals. Okay. Which so kinda cr- sucks. Cr- so the stage creator's back, basically. Yes, stage as 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 I think you previously mentioned on the cast that you know might have been rumoured to yes have... spoiled in a video that nintendo put out where it was on the tv in yeah. a background shot <laughs> but yeah. you know good news that means we can make all kinds of crazy stuff uh, yes and or it's at least quite... the same crazy stuff that we always make yes. like the, the so the double and tarred hole was <laughs> it was basically like a sort of like it's, it's basically like a big cheese wedge of a stage kind of but on one side there were little cutouts uh, like little platforms on on one of the vertical edges, and we nooks. did that because because yeah, little nooks, yeah, because the, because the AI had a tendency of just recovering into them and then not figuring out how to get out of them to get back on the stage. So it's kind of an AI test for the game. <laughs> nice. Yes. See if they can work out how to get out of the entire holes. 
<laughs> they're going to manage it this time. Yes, I think they might this time. I'm fairly confident that the AI might be smart enough to do that. You know what? I don't know. I honestly don't know. But yeah, the AI is a bit better this time. But yeah, I went in there and looked at it, and it's like it's got some fairly fancy, you know, features and stuff. Like, oh, you can make foreground and background that's not part of the stage, but you can just have it there to look nice or obstruct your view if you're a crazy person. Well, that's interesting. The one thing that does suck about it is the textures. The textures are just so generic and bad. Well, they kind of were in the Wii U one as well. They were not really not that interesting. It's so, like, like, look at this terrible bright green grass texture that just looks mm. really horrible. And I assume they're not themed particularly. No, or it's just like, like you just get these generic ass different material textures, which do technically have an effect. Like if you, because you can make things that are affected by gravity, like you can just make free falling objects where you can be like, oh, I make this out of rubber and it'll bounce. <laughs> So, it, like, the te- texture does actually have a physical effect, technically. And I'm not sure if, like, I don't know if I was trying to work work out from test by testing it a little bit to see if, like, the rubber, if you make a rubber floor, whether you, like, bounce more when you get hit, hit against it. Oh, uh, whether the characters bounce. Yeah. Right. But I couldn't really tell them very well. It looked I quite like, like the it idea. maybe did. I quite like the idea of making every, every wall out of rubber and just having an item pinball nightmare. Yeah, or if like maybe yeah, like if thrown items bounce off the rubber more or something. That would be cool. That would make a lot of sense. <laughs> like yeah, green shell madness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you place like so classically on the original Mario stage? There's like a floating bumper, isn't there, hanging around? Yeah, there's a pinball bumper. Just like so, have they given you the, have they expanded stage builder so we can start adding like gimmicks? Like that well, into it, or is it just pure platforms? They've, and they've given you the same gimmicks that they gave you before. Like have some cannons and have well, the bumper, I guess, is is there. Like have a teleporter that teleports you from one place to another. But they're like, you know, not very advanced gimmicks. It's like, and there's not very many. The teleporters before. No, I think the teleporters aren't you. But yeah, like yeah. the bumper is there. The cannons that shoot you out a set distance are there. The explosive yeah. blocks. Yeah, we definitely had the cannons. Oh, the explosive blocks, right, yeah. Okay, so uh, uh, final question. Have they made it Super Smash Brothers makery in that they have a, uh, like a, I don't know, an a, a online sharing portal so you can, we could get hold of custom stages? Yes, or... there is the online sharing tab now in the online section where you, it's not even just stages, it's all the other random shit, like videos and me fighters if you wanted to download those for some reason. Oh, weird. So all that's new as well. Yes. Mm. They added a new thing in the online thing below, you know, the match queue or whatever. It's just a here's your shared content tab and just go and look at all this crap that people have made. So is all of that stuff accessible if I don't have Switch online? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, cause like like yeah, is it cuz it's not strictly multiplayer. But it is in but, the online tab, it is online. so you might not yeah. be able to get into there, because I think which, the online check happens as soon as you hit that menu option. Which would suck. <laughs> because it's like, yeah, it's a little bit annoying. And it sets precedent for what Super Mario Maker 2 might do. Hmm. In that you're going to need a Switch Online account in order to really enjoy what that game's about. Well, I mean, 
that would kind of make sense if you're just going if you fi- figure it works the same way as the previous one where it's going to download all kinds of levels constantly yeah it's just that it's just that 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 thing that it's not strictly a multiplayer game right and they always kind of worded switch online as you'll be able to play against people mm, and yeah it's yes. like no actually this is like the like you, you mean you're not going to be able to do any extended services without switch online uh, it's like mm, yeah that's not quite what you said but fine but uh, and it's can... also and it's also like a, a you know like a downgrade from like Xbox Live Silver or PS4. Well, Xbox Live uh, Silver is kind of a slightly weirder situation. Like that was an unusual thing at the time. Oh, I mean, it's still ex- well. Silver is basically you're on you have a live account, but you don't have a gold account. I don't know if they call it Silver anymore. No, they probably it's don't. just like generic accounts. Yeah, it's automatically. That. You just have an account, yeah. But it, it still meant you could you get at leaderboards, you can still get at content, you can still share things. You just can't play a multiplayer game against someone. Mm. Um, and play and PlayStation does takes the same approach. This does mean that Switch and Nintendo have now not only added a paid service, but they've made their free service worse than the others, which would suck if that's true. Hmm. Maybe more research required. Yeah, that would that would that would blow. That was my stomach. If you heard that, but went, at least you ooh. can still get Joker. I guess that's not tied to the online pass. <laughs> you can still download a character. True. Yep, you can still get still buy the DLC. Because what is this character though? Joker. So Joker <clears throat> is the lead from Persona Five, right? And is the first of the. Uh, other than Piranha Plant, I guess. The first of the main DLC characters. Mm. Uh, with four more to go. And you, so, what is it, like five quid if you want to buy him outright to get him a stage, uh, you know, Persona-themed stage and a load of music tracks to go with it, which will be that Persona Jazz that everyone oh, likes. Yeah. <laughs> Japanese Jazz. Japanese Jazz. Not the Gran Turismo Jazz. <laughs> None of no. that, please. But... <laughs> And in the tradition of Smash Brothers DLC, he seems to be quite ridiculously overpowered from my no, test really? and from a, like some amount of reaction from pro players so far. In fact, on the day he launched, there was a video on my YouTube channel of someone using him in a grand final. And I was like, oh, well, yep, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> no, they do have a tendency to do that. And Although, also, I guess... Oh, yeah, I guess to some extent it's also like element of surprise in that case like the uh, your opponent won't have time to have worked out all his shit mm. how does he play has he got quirk is he a quirky character or is he a more normal um he's sort of well he, he basically has too much of everything <laughs> i would say <laughs> right it's like he's got he's got like practically Ever, his main thing, I guess, is basically like Cloud's Limit Break, except instead of Cloud's Limit Break, where the limit gauge goes up and you can charge limit and all that stuff, he still has a way to charge his limit, but it's more like a counter. Like, you get hit and then it charges it, mm. but you take half damage and you don't get knocked back. So that's already pretty good <laughs> in terms of how to charge limit. But then when you get his gauge full and you get the Persona... Instead of it being like Cloud, where you get one attack and that's your limit break, he just all of his shit gets powerful <laughs> for like twenty seconds. Oh wow, that was quite a while. 
So it's kind of ridiculous. And then he has like when he when it's not when you don't have the persona, he has like a grappling hook for his recovery, which is like a tether grab. You know, it latches onto the ledge. Yep. And it has quite a long range. But then when you do have the persona, you get a you get like the persona wings as you are up as your recovery and that's like the highest recovery of the entire game <laughs> like it goes further than inklings one which is already pretty ridiculous and it's invincible during startup <laughs> so it's like i'm thinking maybe slightly got too much stuff going on here hmm that sounds yeah perhaps a little too much well it just sounds like yeah as you said like a lot of previous ideas but kind of exaggerated yeah Oh, and also, I was thinking, like, you know, maybe it could be balanced to be, like, maybe he doesn't have kill moves, or maybe he's really light, but that's not really the case. His smash attacks kill perfectly fine, and he's, like, average weight. So it's, like, not even any of the obvious drawbacks you could have had. Hmm. He just seems quite powerful. But, you know, time will tell. Yeah, early days. You know, hopefully they'll... uh, It's not like they're... Well, I was about to say it's not like they've 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 committed to doing more characters, which means hopefully they've committed to more balance and they've been more upfront with what they're doing patch wise this time round. So you know maybe this will only last like a a little while before they decide to figure out how to actually balance in. It's not what happened with Bayonetta in Smash Four, though. <laughs> no, but that's what I mean. They've been better about it this time round, though, in terms yeah. of like how they've been handling patches. And things like that. So, like, it's 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 hopeful that they will take a more proactive approach this time around. I might. I mean, I'm going to buy into it. So, yes. so whatever, because you know, more smash is good smash. Mm. But uh, yeah, I would. I will. I would. I'm. I'm hoping that switch online stuff doesn't affect stage creator because it would be nice to pull more in. And also, if the random tools are better. So, like, if you have got a load of stage creator stuff installed that you can filter out which stages are in the random. Yeah, I didn't look at that. The trouble is that I, the, the created stages are still on a separate tab, and I think that yeah, separate tab always... has a random button, so it would probably only randomize those ones. Right, because so that's a little problematic again, isn't it? Because it's not quite... Yeah, it's not it's not quite how you want it, and but I in the same way in... that I would quite like to put like the, perhaps some of the o not not is it not the omega stages, but the battlefield yeah the battlefield into the mix. I would quite like to put some of those into the mix, especially for the stages where I don't like their real design. <laughs> yes, it's like but I, but their theming is good. It's like that's fine, just for a battlefield version into the random pool. I didn't look in um, the rules page to see if you can toggle like those on there. Because when you set up the rules and you can choose which stages go into random, maybe you can do the custom ones in there as well, maybe? Mm. I don't know. All right. To be investigated. It's pretty much, It's pretty new. It's only been like out a couple of days, hasn't right. it? So, yeah. so we'll figure this out. I think that's the main news going on. <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Can't think of much else of note. I guess it's uh, how long till E3? Couple of podcasts, one more. Podcast. <laughs> uh, what is yes. it? It's like bearing in mind all the news comes before E3 actually happens. Yeah, so we've got a couple more casts until. Yeah, all the, all, the, all the news will be out the week before. <laughs> yeah, and all the and all the press conferences will well E3 be out the week before. Yes, yeah, so E3 is the week before E3 now. <laughs> cool. Okay, well it's time for what you've been playing. 
uh, should we ask our remote guest, <laughs> Zach, <laughs> to go first? Well, um, Rocket Pass 3 had started, so I've been playing a small amount of Rocket League, not that much yet. Impressions of the loot? Um, it's sort of the same again, average-ish. Okay. Not anything particularly amazing apart from that poof gold explosion. I so want, I so, yeah, I so want the fake-out gold explosion. Instead of like the big sort of bombastic affair you get right now, like uh, when you um, get a get a goal, there's one where the ball just goes into the into the goal and disappears, and it goes. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, I want that. <laughs> it's so good. It's just like <laughs> that does sound cool. <laughs> I wonder if you can get that painted as well. I wonder if there's colours. Oh, what, yeah, like a like a blue puff of smoke or something. Just get... I haven't seen any. Uh, actually, I think I've only seen that goal explosion once so far. <laughs> I mean, it's in quite a high tier in the Rocket Pass, so I yeah, guess I'm sure not that is. many people will have unlocked it. Yeah. It's hard to get a pathetic uh, celebration. Yep. It's funny, though. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so there's that. Um, I, I remember they added um, HDR support and stuff for the console versions of it as well. Oh. So like this, they're doing graphic work on it now. Oh, and I think um, they made another attempt at like messing with the sound, maybe. Oh, right. Trying to fix all those. <laughs> well, trying to fix it, but also, again, fucking it up in a different way. Like now on, oh, okay. on Champions Field, for some reason, the goal explosions are insanely loud. <laughs> okay. And there's also, I think they changed like the sound of the ball, like the hitting of the ball. Like you can hear it from further away, like in the distance, it makes a weird noise. Hmm. Like it's got a separate sample, like gunfire in the distance. Yeah, sort of. Kind of thing. So that was the little bit of Rocket League that I played, I guess. Not that much. I did remember the thing that I didn't remember last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> not that it was very important but for, for some reason I was like oh I'm randomly going to play Open Transport Tycoon go back to that for a oh, brief okay. period of time What's see if it's changed at all has it changed? <laughs> not really it's just had like a few bug fixes but not really anything significant which was Basically, easy to tell because of when I went and looked at like the mod list and it's like oh no oh, it's not like much has been changing that. in the actual version Oh, hang on. You might have to say that again because you cut out for a second there. <laughs> um, just, that, just that last sentence. The mod list hasn't updated in like five years, so clearly the main version hasn't been changed for quite a while. Fair mm. enough. Yeah. But yeah, I went back in there and played it. And I played it for like five minutes and I was like, oh yeah, I, just, I remember this game is real easy. <laughs> There's yeah, like no I mean, challenge to it at all. You've graduated to full-on Factorio difficulty of complicatedness now, so... I think well, it's not even like... the. I mean, that game can be complicated if you want it to be, if you want to make really fancy multi-train networks and stuff, but, like, there's absolutely no challenge in, like, money. Like, you build one train route and you basically have infinite money. <laughs> right. Is that is that the same as the original game, or has it been... Is it easier because it's open transport token... Mm, I don't know. I feel like it probably was kind of like that in the original game. I don't think it was ever really balanced that much to the like. And the thing is, like, 
as always, like road vehicles are completely useless. Like, why would you even bother? They're so shitty when you can just use a train. It's like that's never been balanced in any kind of way. Right. Because you used to use them, right? All the trucks and stuff. You always, you always build another truck. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. You can, like, you build, like, it's like I was looking at a, here's a forest and a sawmill that's, like, quite close together. But it's like, is it worth building a train that the train would be, like, hardly traveling 10 miles? Well, I was building, like, a little truck station to have a little road going between them and then fill that road with, like, 20 goddamn trucks because I can't keep up. And it's like, I might as well have just built a train then. Great. <laughs> <laughs> the trucks are so worthless. <laughs> the only real train. useful for like the only real useful vehicle maybe is like buses for ferrying people into your train stations I guess if you were doing that to grow towns that mm. never really worked in the old sim city did it like trying to get people to do intermodal you come to the subway stations and then get in them and because it didn't really model that very well. I mean, it works in city skylines. That actually yeah. does work. Well, that's good. And in in Transport Tycoon, you now you can specifically be like unload unload these people at this station, but assume that they're then going to get picked up by some other form of transport. It's like a special option, right? Like a transfer. Yeah, station. the transfer option. Hmm. So yeah, I didn't play that much of that. It was just like I went in and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is really easy." It was kind of not that interesting in the early game. So then I stopped again. Okay. Um, did they do? Was this one? Was this one of the games they did a big old graphics pass on it to make up imagery? Yeah, they did. Except like, it does I don't think it looks as good. I mean, you have the like slightly up version of the original graphics. And mm. it's like that that's good. But then like the new set that they made from scratch, I don't think it looks very good. <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah. I'm just gonna stick with the original. That's always the problem. The art direction is always fucked up whenever anyone does like, like Halo C E. Yeah, it's a little bit yeah. too different, isn't it? The um the, the the anniversary edition. Really don't like it, yeah. Anyway. They they got a bit better at it with the yeah. Halo two anniversary. They did, yeah. Um but yeah, the the Halo one anniversary is a bit a bit overcomplicated. Speak of which, back to news, I saw a single screenshot EA released of Command & Conquer Remastered, <laughs> and that's just the construction yard. And it, to be fair, it looks pretty faithful and nice. Did they already, like, have, haven't they already used basically that exact same thing, like, in some other remaster of Command & Conquer at some point? It's like the picture of the construction yard. I feel like that's been done before for, like, some yeah, other maybe. remake yeah, at some point in the that, past. I don't know that they've ever... Truly remastered the first CNC, though, have they? No, I don't think like, so. I presume this is going to be like Age of Empires 2 HD, yeah, or StarCraft of, HD, yeah, or StarCraft or, HD, yeah. They're being faithful and they're just giving it a new, higher res coat of paint. That's what it looks like. We shall see. Hmm. And I maybe keep thinking I should dig out my like 10th anniversary discs. Oh, <laughs> see yeah, if yeah, I can yeah, still yeah. run any of that. If any of that even still works, the CNC collection. Be nice if they gave us like build order queuing or something, <laughs> or some niceties. Maybe yeah. some quality of life stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. but that would change the game. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Wouldn't be faithful. Have to have it be an option. Turn it on or off. You cannot deploy here. <laughs> 
And then yeah, I guess the main thing, or, or they'll think. they'll they'll do this, the N sixty four version, no, <laughs> with, it, with its with its fully three D modelled stuff. Doesn't look like it. <laughs> that would be funny if you put that in as well. But make it a three way toggle: original graphics, high res graphics, and N sixty four graphics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be pretty weird. Support for PlayStation Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> And then the only other thing that I've mainly been playing, well, I played quite a lot of Gungeon because that last patch came out. Mm. Farewell mm. to Arms or whatever, and me and Rob made a video of that, naturally, as we do. Video, ne- video next week. <laughs> playing videos Shameless. Gungeon. Shameless plug. And that's, you know, more Gungeon, more secrets to find and do things, complicated things. Not quite as complicated as, like, the fucking robot and all that stuff in the last character patch. It's a bit more straightforward. You just have to find a specific thing that's like this weird, like ghostly space portal that appears in your run, and then you pick that up. And then if you finish that run, you unlock the paradox. And then you, if you play as the paradox, you have to do this. You have to. The idea of the paradox is you're like it's to solve the actual, you know, because you're going to going into the gunship to kill the past. So the paradox you go through, and then you get, you go all the way through to the last boss, the lich. And if you defeat the Lich with the Paradox, then it starts a new run immediately where you play as the Gunslinger, who, you know, is the Lich, is basically how this lore goes. Right. So then you go through with him and defeat the Lich at the end, which is why it's the Paradox, obviously. (laughs) But then the trouble with that is that you're essentially having to play two whole runs consecutively (laughs) and succeed both times, all the way through with, like, even the secret the sixth chamber and the lich and all that stuff and I've only ever beaten the lich like once <laughs> so yeah it's not easy <laughs> and but, long by the sounds of it yes and long two whole runs but then me and Rob did the rainbow run where, you, where it changes how the chests work where you only get one chest per floor but instead of random items you get a selection of eight items but you can only pick one so you kind of get and- to build your run yeah, and they're all fairly decent items as well, generally. Like, or higher level items. Doesn't work so well in co-op, though, as we discovered. No. It's like, it's fine in single player, you can get away with it, but when you're having to share, like, half of your stuff between two people, it's not quite so doable. Yeah, you don't, you don't get the... The volume of loot is, is the same as it is in single player, so it's... Oh, I see. So you tend to have to be a little bit careful about who gets what. Well... Jack's a bit of a gun hoarder anyway, but it meant, meant that he had to like, give up some more guns to me. <laughs> well, I don't think we got very good guns in the drops even that we did have the choices of, really, on that run, on the second run. The first well, run was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and the, whatever that antimatter gun was, was quite effective. Yeah, <laughs> once we worked out how the fuck that worked. As a, as a secondary player, I think that works well. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to I use that very well if you were the only person firing. No. That was fun. So there's that. More Gungeon. And the last thing, there's another patch happened for Oxygen Not Included, so I've been playing that quite a bit. Even though even though it's kind of pointless, because like the next patch, which is theoretically the release patch, which is happening sometime in May, is going to introduce like new biomes and stuff to the map. So it's kind of pointless that I'm playing it, because I'm definitely going to have to start a new map with the next patch, because mm. map generation will have changed. But, you know, I wanted to go back in there and 
see how things have been changed over time. And it seems like it's got a lot easier, maybe. Or coincidentally, this map that I've spawned in is also quite a lot easier. It seems to be quite plentiful in water, which is usually the big problem at the mid-game kind of area. But it's not been a... And, and also temperature, I guess. But when you have a lot of water, you can kind of deal with temperature quite easily. Because yeah, water they, can absorb a lot of heat. Yeah, weren't you, weren't, yeah, weren't you telling me that they basically added this ridiculous heat absorption technique that just basically negates half of the struggle you were having with? Well, they added the ice machine, where which has been balanced since when I was first talking about it to Rob. Okay. But I'm not sure how more balanced it's been. But like, you feed it water and it turns it into ice at the cost of some amount of power. And then you can use that ice to put in these little ice fans that can cool your base. And those seem quite powerful in terms of like how much cooling they output for the cost of water and power. But you actually get the water back was something yeah, was that I was say. wondering. Yeah. The ice melts back into water and then you can just reuse that water again. So it's not really consuming water, it's only consuming power and, like, I guess, work time, because people have to work the ice fans. But it's certainly a kind of useful, quick way to cool down your base. And also, because the other thing that's also quite a lot easier now is they've made it so the portal that your guys get spawned in through can now also just give you random items as well. Which was good, because a lot of the time you weren't ever taking the guys because you didn't have enough of whatever resource you're low on like ox- if you don't have enough oxygen you're like i can't afford to bring in any more people but now i can just spawn random items instead and just get bonus free stuff instead of just having that portal do nothing for long periods of time mm. so that's kind of easier and like one of the things i got randomly in the portal quite early on was just like here's a big stack of ice and i was like oh sweet i just get free cooling free warm free cooling and then it turns into water as well <laughs> So, you know, that makes it kind of a lot easier. I mean, I guess it is random, so it's not always going to be as nice. <laughs> Free stack of ice, does that mean you didn't have to run your ice machine? You could just, like... Yeah, just you like, could just oh, put that ice into the coolers and then get the water out of it as well after it melts. Mm. Nice. So, yeah, the, it definitely does seem somewhat easier, but it's also maybe dependent on the map, I guess, mm. and your random luck with the portal. Mm. But we'll see how that changes with the new biomes. That will be kind of interesting because the way the map is laid out at the moment, it f- feels like you, when you're going to ha- introduce like three new biomes, you're going to be overwriting too much of the biomes that already exist. Like every biome is going to be too small. <laughs> like there's not enough space in the map for the number of biomes that already is almost. So which biomes are they introducing? They haven't actually said yet, so we don't actually know what ones they're introducing. Because at the moment we've got the ice biome and like the hot biome and the hydrogen chlorine biome and the slime biome. I guess that's the main four. And space. Salt biome. Like hydrogen chlorine, you just need a bit of sodium. (laughs) It's just the kind of medium temperature biome, I guess you'd call it. It's just okay. the hydrogen chlorine is the gases that spawn in it. The surprise plant biome. Yeah, there's going to be new creatures and new plants. I am wondering whether they're going to be like new new biomes or like versions of the ones that already exist. 
All right. Because that would kind of make sense. Because then they wouldn't have to overwrite anything. It would still be, you know, the same kind of like heat layout or whatever of the overall right. map. But do you think people would be disappointed if they were promised fully new biomes and they just got variations on the existing stuff? Well, maybe. They could, if they if they make the map bigger, it would be fine to have more biomes. I don't know. Right. That could work. Biome. <laughs> But that's yeah, that. slime biome doesn't sound fun. <laughs> no. Oh, that's another thing that changed in the patch was like they made diseases like more common but less deadly. <laughs> right. Because previously they had the idea of your guys have an immune system, and when they're exposed to germs, the immunity percentage goes down until it reaches zero, and then they get infected by whatever they're exposed to. Whereas now it's just every time you interact, whenever you are exposed to germs, you just have a percentage chance to get ill, which is based on hidden stats, kind of. Right, yeah. But then, like, all the diseases have been toned down quite a lot. Like, the one you get in the slime biome, the slime lung, that used to just kill you after eight days if you didn't treat it. But now it's just like, you just get slightly like less athletic ability and you can't carry as much stuff and you're constantly running out of breath much faster than usual. So it's just like a minor inconvenience. For a Wait, while, on, or there, or you can treat is, it. There is a slime biome already. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought I was making a joke. Bugger. <laughs> I probably said that at some point, and you just thought of it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, the the slime diseases have been toned down quite a lot, so you can just you can theoretically dig into the slime biome without having to bother developing exosuits and. Having an right, isolation or whatever. Yourself from slime lung. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Although I did that anyway, because I'm so used to doing that now, it's not even like a problem. I just know how to do that. Make a proper airlock, fill it with chlorine, and put the suit docks in there and all that stuff. But you can definitely get away with just digging straight into the slime biome and just letting people get slime lung and just, you know, suffering for a few days. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although the trouble with people getting slime like is then as they walk around they cough up more slime germs so it's quite hard to like once once someone's got infected you just get like rolling infections where like one or two new people get infected every day and then the people who who recover they get reinfected at the end of that cycle or whatever it can be quite hard to completely eradicate the infection after it started without actually treating it if you're just waiting for it to go away by itself it can last quite a long time or quarantining yeah, I mean, you could try and do that, but that would be kind of inconvenient because you'd have to build like a separate base area or whatever. Can you not just lock doors? Well, you can, but you'd still need them to have like food and toilets and beds and all that stuff. You'd have to build a separate little area. I guess, unless you're like micromanaging it, like theme hospital style or something. <laughs> okay, I'll unlock the door to the bogs. We'll let him make his route, like, but everyone else is locked in. While I mean, maybe you could do it with... You could partially do it if you change like the shifts. If you made it so like all the sick people were on a different shift, so their downtime was separate from everyone else, so they only went to the toilet during a different time zone, so that would slightly reduce the chance that they'd be in the same place. Mm-hmm. You have designated pooping times. <laughs> that kind of happens naturally whenever their downtime happens. <laughs> pooping does indeed happen naturally. <laughs> so that's that. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much everything, I think. Although probably I forgot something again, as usual. Any more dirt rally stuff? 
Nej. No, that does not really. seem to have caught on with us. No, apparently. Well, it's, it's, got, it's that goddamn patch. It's still sitting there looking at me and be like, you're going to need to have 30 gigs free and right. maybe more since the last patch took up some of that space. Uh, it's just like, goddamn it. And I don't want to, it's like, I'd run that patch overnight, except I don't want to run it overnight because then I know it's going Windows is going to be bitching at me where it's like, your hard disks are running out of space. And it's just like, goddamn it. Don't do that, Windows. <laughs> I already know. You have to delete something else. Yeah. Maybe it's time for Team Fortress to go. (laughs) Could be. Could be. Rob said, though. What have you been playing? Um, Stuff. Um, Stuff. But but not a huge amount of stuff. Yeah, I haven't had a huge amount of time the last couple of weeks to, to, to sink into things. Not as much as I normally would, anyway. Uh, So it's kind of the Mostly the same as last time in that I've been uh, working my way through the Spider-Man DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I've got through the no heist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no spoilers. They're, they're sort of a standalone story anyway. That yeah, it, 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 it does it does follow on from the main thing. But no, like, I just mean like um, I want to play those DLCs. Oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. Well, I will eventually. I I haven't finished the main story yet, but I will. Fine. Uh, yeah. So the, the, yeah, the heist which follows. Uh, as you can tell from the pictures for the for the DLC, yeah, that's fine. Follows Black Cat, cool. Um, and you actually get to see her and that's you know, have a proper interaction, rather than in the main game where it was just kind of her presence is there, but not you don't actually you, see you her never directly. meet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and I have to say that they, I like the reviews for some of this stuff for the City That Never Sleeps were a little bit down on it, and at least for the first part. Mm. I'm not quite sure why. It's it, like the first part is actually pretty good. Cool. I, I, I came away thinking, all right, yeah, this is this is neat. You've uh, they introduced a new type of brute that I don't like very much. Didn't even like but, the original type of brute that much. No, not hugely. It's, it's mildly more irritating than the regular one. Um, uh, but they do a reasonably good job of like oh, across the board of like the crimes are still the crimes. So, like, yeah. they, and, and it's a shame they don't get a bit more attention. Um, there's one new crime type I think to deal with, um, and there's uh, some of the challenge. The challenge mode comes back thanks to Screwball rather than the um, oh yeah uh, the challenger dude whoever yeah. that was um, weird looking dude yeah um, Taskmaster wasn't yeah it? It's Taskmaster it's Taskmaster, Taskmaster. Um, uh, yeah so like this which again add new mechanics. Uh, not necessarily, or make you know, force you to do things in a certain way, mm-hmm. uh, which for the most part works well. Um, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, do this. Like, or the two gadget challenge is an interesting one, where it's like all of your takedowns can only be using two specific gadgets, uh, forcing you to to play that in a slightly different way. And the way the screwball challenges work, you get these photo bomb areas, mm-hmm. where it's like you have to do the takedown in the area and forces you. to mix up your tactics a bit if you're going for the higher rankings and things like that and those have, those proved out alright and the story was executed quite well actually as well So, nice. uh, but what I didn't realise is that the three DLC chapters aren't separate from one another they're actually an integrated story they're an integrated bigger story um, involving uh, like I won't go into too much but I think it's genius that Spider-Man calls the Mafia the Magia just they just change one letter. Okay, <laughs> and it's like they, okay. they, they don't even go that far up the up the spectrum, do they? It went F to G. <laughs> it's like great. There we go. We're sorted. 
and so it focuses more around the 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 sort of the their fake mafia, right? Um, but the, but the first one ends on a clip on a sort of sort of cliffhanger hanger ending and and does a to be continued and everything. Nice. And it's like, oh, okay, so you are clearly these these three DLC packs are clearly linked. linked. Right. That's cool. Um, and I'm most of the way through Turf Wars as well, which is the second one, um, of which I'm not so hot on. I think this this might be the I'm hoping this is the weak middle chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, in the the story isn't really all that interesting. The mission design has taken a big downturn. I don't think it's nearly as interesting. Mm. Um, and I think some of the combat encounters are just clumsily made, right? Like you know, very amateurish mistakes and very like it's it's more combat focused this one, I think than than the previous one. Which isn't a bad thing because the combat's good quite good but they introduce a new enemy type that is just the worst right just like some of the enemies are quite irritating anyway but this one i think actually is just a little bit broken like it doesn't give you a lot of dodge window it doesn't do the blue flash over the dodge you just get a general sort of gray you know the gray spider sense indicator which doesn't really mean a huge amount to me it's like you want you want that blue flash uh there have been you know a lot of the classic combat failings where you know people are attacking you from off screen and uh you know without much of an indicator that they're doing so um some of the arenas in which you've fought have just been very busy Mm. meaning the camera has had a hard time positioning itself to make you actually see anything useful and there was one combat encounter that i think does the cardinal sin of boss fights or not really boss fights but just any combat encounter where it uh, cuts quickly out of a cutscene into suddenly you're in control Danger. and there's an attack that's going to hit you in a split second. Right, that's the worst. Yeah, and it wasn't just that it came out of the cutscene in that state. It's like I died during the first the first time I attempted and it came back and it came back in exactly that same place with like a billion guns aimed at me and already red. Right. And it's like, so it's like you have to start that account by pressing circle immediately otherwise you're going to take a ton of damage. Right. And it's just so like, it's, yeah, don't do that. That's bad. No, clearly don't do that. That's, that's, that's just poor design. And it's so it's a real shame to see that in this, like, you know, the game mostly avoided, you know, classic pitfalls. And this this second DLC pack seems to be falling into them fairly hard. Um, Although I will say some of the draw, the the opener for Turf Wars is good. The sort of the first sort of story beat is really quite nicely done. Mm. It takes a darker turn. uh, you know, which I guess has been a bit of this Spider-Man game. There's been some dark turns here and there. Yeah, but and, generally a light tone, but then occasional dark. Yeah, yeah turn, the moment. Whereas, whereas the, yeah, this, this, the start of this one does definitely has one of those. And it's... Yeah, but it's, it's not as strong as the heist. But, you know, the so, first. Yeah, de- definitely not as strong. Okay, cool. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I'm going to, yeah, as I say, most of the way through it now. I've just got that little bit of turf wars left to do. And then I've forgotten what the last part is called, but uh, yeah, we'll see. So yeah, that's mostly what I've been doing. (laughs) I'm like fully sinister sixified now. Oh, cool. So So you you, you finally got through the prison sequence. Uh, Yeah, that's all done. And, uh, and um, yeah, the city's all on fire and all that shit. So as you might expect, from a Spider-Man game. Yeah, yeah. So, so Rikers has all happened. Yeah. And, yeah. Indeed. So I think I'm getting towards the end now. 
I, but I've been doing. There's a lot of submissions. I mean, so that's what, uh, as I say, I estimate that was like two thirds of the way in. There's still like a whole third of game once that happens, right? Because yeah. you get a whole load of new, new crimes open up, don't they, around the city? Yeah, that's and... the thing. It's all the open world stuff. I don't think it's that there's, there's probably aren't that many main missions left, but there's t- it opened up like there's a few more bases to do all things the, like that. There yeah. are two new kinds of bases: the sable bases and the. Um, mm. Oh, of course, Sable happens yeah. as well. Yeah. And that, so now I'm like dealing with Sable jetpack dudes. and uh... Yeah, the jetpack dudes are probably one of the more annoying enemy types. And the whip dudes yeah. that pull you down. Oh, but you had that with Mr. Negative. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You had those quite early. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, they're quite annoying. Because well, everything's yeah. so aerial in that game. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, can't be aerial for a while. Yeah. Deal with it. I'm not actually sure what the counter to that. I think you just have to stun them. No, just get rid of them. Yeah. yeah. Just deal with the whip guys. The aerial guys aren't so bad. There is a strategy to them. Yeah. But you've got to do it fast because they're quite annoying if you leave them alone. Yeah. They're kind of um, bombing runs are kind of annoying. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the stun bombs as well that leave you blurry for a while yeah. and, and they take out your gadgets for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a. Yeah, you've still got quite a bit left. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. As I say, yeah. I reckon that, like, that, that all kicks off around two thirds of the way through. Okay. So. so Another few months of that, and then <laughs> I'll be uh, done with Spider-Man. And then I'll get on to uh, the DLC. Uh, yeah, I assume you're not too involved with Osborne or that plotline coming around yet. Yeah, that's happening. Oh, okay, so maybe you're a bit further than I thought. Okay, cool. Mm. Yeah. It's a cool game. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is a cool game. It's a cool game. Stopping me from playing things I should probably be playing, though. <laughs> like, you know, actually other games. <laughs> what else have you been on? Uh, nothing, really, other than, as I said, because I was limited for time, other than Just a Radio Future. Just a Radio! <laughs> bum, bum, bum. So it turns out my Xbox was, like, conveniently the 1.6 revision, so I don't have to, didn't have to do any ripping of capacitors off my motherboard. Uh, it's the good one. Uh, so yeah, while I had it out, uh, but there's, well, I was part of that process. Like I was like, okay, my serial number seems to be good. My uh, date of manufacturer seems to suggest I'm in the 1.6 range. But the only surefire test is to go look at the BIOS number. So I got got it all out of the box, got it all set up, got it ready to go, uh, and then was like, uh, pr- plugged it into my amp uh, through. Uh, What's the one? Is it composite? It's composite, isn't it? The yellow one. Uh, plugged it into the amp, and then realized the amp that, that my amp doesn't do composite upscaling. Mm. Like it has a port for it, mm. but it's only composite pass through, rather than actually turning it into an HDMI signal. So it's like balls. I can't actually use this thing with my new TV, can I? Because I've got no way of actually getting a decent signal out to it. So I bought an open source scan converter that does a fairly decent job, um, but I reckon I could do a better job with it. In terms of getting the picture in HDMI, uh, yeah, check the BIOS number, all good. And then I was like, well, I've got all this stuff now, and it's all out. What do I do with it? Let's play some Outrun 2 and Jetset Radio, of course. Mm, absolutely. Uh, Outrun 2 holds up surprisingly well, it's got to be said. Like, it's very arcadey, so, you know, obviously tuned for that, like, hard as balls, uh, harder than I remember. Uh, yeah, not not massively good at it, but good for a few quick runs here and there. 
I hate to say it, but I don't think Jet Set Radio holds up nearly as well as I thought it would. Mm, yeah. Like, I mean, the art style holds up. Oh, yeah. The and vibe. The music holds up. The music holds up. The general vibe of the game. It's just good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The the gameplay is rough. But you're right. Like, it was never like as sharp as like a Tony Hawk or something. It was always like a, Mm. in terms of the actual mechanics of skating or or doing tricks or or, or even any part of that. Yeah. It's like it, it's the best way to describe it is like, like they, there's clearly upgrades all over the place. But I, I think in terms of getting more creative with the environments, they've ended up creating problems with. The camera can't keep up half the time. It doesn't have proper right stick camera control, no. um, uh, which is a huge problem. Um, and like just just getting yourself positioned to get on grinds can sometimes be really awkward in yeah. the tight spaces. Uh, the way the camera like jerks around when you're on like the zigzag rails, yeah, really kind of dizzying after a while. Um, uh, it just it, it, the environments. As I tried to explain to Dan earlier today, it's like the environments do feel a little at odds with the controls at times, and and how the skating actually works. And it's uh, uh, sure. and that's clearly because they, I, even compared to the original, I think because the original had to be simplified because of hardware limitations, mm. and here they've got a little bit more freedom to go a bit nuts, and so things definitely look better, mm. and the design of the like, especially Shibuya Terminal and things like that, it's clearly more going on. There's more people. There's more intricate, yeah. intricate rails and how it's all uh, linked together and intercrossing and stuff like that. But as a result of that, it doesn't feel quite as clean to play. Like the, those areas are too complex almost mm-hmm. um, for the, for how much control you have, uh, and that's a, that's a real bummer because it's making it a bit harder to play through than I was hoping. Um, I'm like five hours in, so I've like sinking quite a bit of time into it, and I'm probably I'm probably going to see it through at this point, yeah, because it's still it's still enjoyable. Um, but yeah, ain't no modern game, that's for sure. No, it's it's got a lot of old sensibilities that that don't really hang anymore. Uh, but it does. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like in a, in a strange way though. That's the best reason for making a new one, in, right? Indeed, like, yeah. You take all of the, what is good about it, and there's a lot of good about it. Uh, but it's just right, like even the, like simple things you just wouldn't do anymore. Like you wouldn't even really think about, I guess, in terms of how that game is structured and things like that. You, you just do naturally, mm. and it would be a better game. It's like just do it. It would be a better game. Like you can't possibly make it a worse game. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that because it's like so bad or whatever. It's like I, I, I genuinely think it would be hard to take the ideas that Jetset Radio has and make a worse game, um, which in some way like actually makes me feel a little more confident about that hover thing, mm. um, the Revolt of Gamers, that terrible name. Um, that might actually succeed in what this was going for, maybe, but have a better, more modern trick system or something like that attached to it. Anyway, it's cool. Just a radio. Have you got Burnout 3 to buy on now? I do, as it turns out. Apparently, I have two copies of Burnout Sweet, 3. Sweet, better stick that in. I mean, come <laughs> on. I mean, I was watching some footage of, like, you know, dangerous driving yeah, against Zach, Burnout 3. Zach and I watched a bit of that. Yeah. And it's like, it looks nice, dangerous driving, but, like, the the... There's more kind of cool urban environments in Burnout 3 mm. with more going on. And yeah. like just the way that just the text appears like 
takedown and trading paint, there has a level of polish that they can't there's really match a, even today. There's like, a lot of polish missing from Dangerous Driving. There's masses yeah. of polish there's, missing, there's, which was just there in Burnout 3 all those years ago because a, it was a big budget EA game. Right? It's a bit of a bummer in that, yeah, well, it, it was a huge budget. It was a massive yeah. team to make Burnout 3. Yeah, and, and how, I mean, it's one of the best games. Oh, sure. Yeah. But on some level, it's like none of that stuff is technically... As difficult to do nowadays now, as it was yeah, back then, but they still can't quite because they've only got like seven of them. Yeah, it is a very small team, but it's like I don't know. They, I feel like they're cranking out these games quite quick. Yeah, like from Dangerous Golf to, to like, Danger wise. Zone yeah. to Danger Zone Two, and now they're this trying to get to this. Maybe yeah. they'll just do Danger Driving Two quickly, and that will, and they'll just keep up in the ante on basically trying to get to Burnout Three. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right route. Like, I would have liked this to have just cooked for longer. Yeah, yeah. But they've got to get it out because they've got to get. Got to make. Got to make. Got to get beals and stuff and prove that there's an audience for basically Burnout Three. Like all these years later. Yeah, but I think their cadence, I think, has, has has created a problem for them. It's like I know they tried to take on smaller projects with Danger Zone to lead into this to some degree, but it, I don't think it's working for them. Like they're too fast and not good enough. Perhaps a better game would have had a higher payout, you know, because it would have landed what everyone actually really wanted. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's difficult. True. It's difficult to know how, you know, it's business ultimately. I'm no businessman. But. Yeah. But yes, we can, we can uh, definitely break out the burnout three. Well, um, the Rally Sport Challenge two. <laughs> you got that. I've got two. You had one. Oh right. Uh, but I've got I've got Rally Sport oh, two. Oh yeah, two. Uh, the the I've got two copies one. of Original Forza as well. Somehow, I don't know how I keep ending up with multiple copies. It's mm. like some weird stuff apparently happened at uni, and I've gained more things yeah. than I had. Yeah, probably. Um, but I just didn't realize Unreal Championship two. No, <laughs> coup de gras. <laughs> That's got to be bad. It's probably really bad, though. I bet that hasn't aged well at all. Dead or Alive. <laughs> I've no. got Dead or Alive Ultimate for some reason. Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. I have got Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say. Yeah. I mean, that's what the Xbox is for, right? <laughs> they kick high. <laughs> was that, was that, that, that old ad? So wrong. Mm. Right, I think that's uh, that's us for games, is it this week? No Civ Six this time. No, just Spider Man. Yeah, I haven't got any further on strategy games. They require so much time. They mm-hmm. require so much time. Time for games. Well, no Civ or like oh, strategy Civ. games in general. Yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah, it's true. Um. Kippers wanted to add a little shout out to One Finger Death Punch 2, <laughs> which he says is pretty good. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty good. <laughs> In the words of Larry David, <laughs> pretty good. Oh, the, the, yeah. there, was a, there was one of those Screwball does quote that as well at one point. Oh, really? Pretty, pretty, pretty yeah. good. Love a bit of curve. <laughs> yeah. You need to watch all of that again, to be honest. <laughs> watch Curve for a long time I don't know if there's going to be another season of that they already they did one and it came up it was a long time coming is this the one that Netflix picked up 
Mm, or did someone else? No, pick it's it HBO. Oh, HBO. Right. It's always HBO. Who was it? Oh, wasn't there one of them? One of those sorts of shows that Netflix picked up because they didn't get another. What like Arrested Development? Ah, uh, that's the one I'm thinking. Right. Of. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. All right, that'll be a podcast. Probably. Yeah, we're coming in under time on this one, I reckon. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, Miles. Blimey. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, it's a conversation for the last one. Indeed. Well, yeah. yeah. Not that that's how this usually works. No. <laughs> no. But uh, what content have we got coming up um, YouTube-wise? We've got Sonic Forces. Not the... next week. Next week will be Gungeon. Uh, but look back. Uh, our latest video is Sonic Yeah, Forces. Sonic Forces happened last week. Yeah, so you've got to check that out. You've got to give in to despair. Yep, because, <laughs> you know, that game is kind of what, what you think it's going to be. What? Like, I'm... Oh, man, I'm having to resist go, like going in and playing it myself a little bit because it's just like... Because we've gone into this blind, which we don't normally do. Yeah. Like, we normally we have played through these Sonic games before. Um, we've taken them on. But, like, this time I'm sort of like... A bit of me is like... That during that first hour, at least, we've put the video, it's like, this doesn't seem as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I think my hopes are... Like, I'm pretty sure that has to go downhill at some point. But it's... I don't know if it's going to go downhill. I think it's just not going to go in either uphill or downhill. It's just going to be really flat, and that will just kind of disappoint you over time. Yeah, I guess. It won't be a green hill. It'll be a sand hill. Yes, clearly. And then the next video do you say is Gungeon? Into the Gungeon. Farewell to arms. Uh, fancy do, rainbow do, runs. We do the rainbow fail, run. As always. Bit of a longer one this time. Yes, because we did one, the first run was so bad, it lasted a very short amount of time, we were like, let's do another one, but then that one was okay, so we ended up with a long video. Yeah, the second run was a lot better. So check that out on uh, YouTube, coming soon, on our YouTube channel. Spoilers, I guess, to our runs. Spoilers to our yeah. runs. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks for another Salacast. Hopefully Zach's um, back has improved by then. There's always a solution. We have the technology. We can rebuild it. <laughs> well, I don't know if we would rebuild it. I'm not <laughs> yeah. that much of a mason. I can't. I'm, I can't work bricks <laughs> the way that Zach needs. Especially when they're business card size. Yeah, I need to just put them on. I mean, put them on the desk of someone who does. Then they'll, they'll fix them. Cool. <laughs> Goodbye, listeners.